TFON Podcast. Back again for Season 3, Episode 10. I got my main man, Dan Sellers, in the building. Dan, what how you do? doing today? Man, what it nothing, do, man? Not much, man. You know, we talked a little bit on Saturday and afterwards. Uh, <laughs> Bearcats won, you know. During? <laughs> yeah, during for sure. Uh, they won, what, 28-24. Homecoming weekend, big weekend for alums and people that are still, you know, matriculating at UC. But uh, it's good to see see a lot of people. But uh, the the game, man, it was interesting. I thought they were going to blow South Florida out. I'm on record saying that. I thought that was going to be at least a three-touchdown game, and they only won by four. We talked a lot on Saturday. Um what was your biggest takeaway from Saturday? I, I, I um, my biggest takeaway, and, and I don't even know it's a takeaway because it's always it's been there for some strange reason for um, you know the last few years with Luke Fickle. And don't get me wrong, I'm very grateful for the, what uh, the job that he's done and uh, and uh, the teams that he's put on the field and. and and everything, his leadership in the city and also on the football field. But uh, his Achilles heel is is discipline and as it relates to um, penalties, number one, yeah. and just the, the mentality of keeping your foot on the gas pedal. And my biggest takeaway uh, was, you know, that, if they're not more disciplined in everything they do, not just the penalties, blocks, and and uh, coverage, uh, had a couple blown coverages, and actually the coaching. And I'm talking about the tier two coaching, not tier one so, as much as tier two. Tier one is is Luke Fickle. You get people uh, the assignment, and your coaches are supposed to get the team ready. And uh, I thought the defensive scheme was poor at best and you know it was a situation where you allowed a quarterback who had mobility to dictate you know what you do the week before defense the defense dictated what that quarterback did yeah and and they ended up having a leading league leading leading the country in sacks yeah and uh, this situation your best player and the reason why he's so effective and, and why they were so effective against Indiana was the fact that this guy came downhill every single play, pass, run, or punt. And um, I noticed very early on in the game that they had him spying on, on that quarterback. Now, if that's, mm-hmm. that's action Jackson, that's one thing. But this kid, you know, is a good quarterback, good athlete, but – yeah, you know, he's not going to beat you by himself. Yeah, and um, for the first two and a two and a quarter, uh, two halves and a quarter, first two quarters and a half of a third quarter. Yeah, they set him back in, as a spy. You, your best penetrator, your best run um, defender, your best um, pass rusher. You cannot do that. And what I saw, just looking at him, you know, focusing in on, and, and we're talking about pace. Yeah, uh, Ivan Pace, and I started focusing on Ivan after first couple of series, and you know I'm trying to figure out why they're getting five yards a pop, and the guy was just sitting back, 
at 5'11", 225 pounds, getting swallowed up by these big old tackles. Yeah. And the reason why the 3-3-5 is so effective is because the offensive line doesn't know where they're coming. Well, they knew exactly who who's coming, who wasn't. And, they, and, and I thought the defensive coordinator really put them in a bad spot for the first, you know, two and a half quarters. Yeah. And um, – uh, they made everybody. There was no pressure on the quarterback. They had time to throw the ball, made the, the defensive backs uncomfortable, made the other linebackers uncomfortable, and definitely the rest of the D-line. So hmm. I hope they learned their lesson. He he got desperate in, uh, in halfway through the third quarter and started bringing pace every every single time like he normally does, and they became more effective. So yeah. that's that was the most glaring – um, thing that I saw, and hopefully he learned his lesson and won't do that again. Yeah, for sure. I I, I, th- I thought so the same. You said something ASAP about him being a spy, and I just saw it. And I'm like, oh man, that's rough. <laughs> and then um, I thought like with the quarter, knowing the quarterback was going to run, and this team was going to try to punch punch it in your face. I mean, it was early first drive. I thought Bohannon. Completed a few passes on third down when needed be when need be, but I think after that drive he kind of started showing his inaccuracy, and I'm like, man, just go four down line, maybe even go four three if you got to if you want to have your linebacker out there. But I thought they should have dictated more. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. punch them in the mouth besides allowing them to get that power rush off. All they were doing was you know sending running back through, but then they were just sometimes just doing a power last power right or power up the gut you know what i mean with the quarterback you know what i mean so it was just like he was able to dictate a lot they ran for over 200 yards you know tulsa was a team that normally runs on them and they shut that down and then against usf i didn't expect that to be the case and boom right so so I feel like they got the athletes, I mean, the bodies to do, to, to kind of be multiple. I feel like sometimes they get married to the three three five. sometimes a little bit too long. Right. Um, and, and pure run path and pure running downs. And it's like, this team is shows you're not going to throw on first down. I would I would have four big dogs out there, and then you put your two people that you trust to read it. And the cornerbacks do a good job of making plays in the run game as well. I thought, thought they did a heck of a job. So I would I would do that if you want to trust it, you know, want to trust it. But I just thought yeah. I would have put I'd rather the big dogs get eight or like it frees up pace even if he's not coming straight forward or you know both pace. You know, in you know Van Fossen had a good game. Huber had a solid game as well. Van Fossen had a heck of a game, sixteen tackles. I just thought like I thought they could have changed their looks. To that quarterback because he showed he could he wasn't gonna beat him deep with his arm like that to me it was just right. you know quick short passes and stuff and it kept him on rhythm if we could have got him behind the chains a little bit earlier I think they could have done a little bit more but I mean a win's a win the Bearcats even with play that hasn't been like the most appealing they've been winning a lot of teams lose those games um, so that's a positive but they have to clean it up man because I just feel like one team I mean. I, I'm not impressed with pretty much any team in the in the conference right now. Um, maybe Tulane is kind of the dark horse to me right now. Dark horse. I think we beat everybody else, but I just feel like they have to play clean to beat them how they're supposed to, you know. So uh, 
what do you what do you think um about how Prater came in, you know, late when uh Ben Bryant got hurt and you know leading him on that on that drive to score? Well, I thought he, you know, I thought he did what he had to do. Um, you know, I think a lot of people overreacted when he overthrew a player. We forgot three, four weeks ago the guy our, our starting guy threw over through five guys. Um and and a couple of them should have been touchdowns. But what what show, what what really um came to mind for me was how much he opened the field in the minds yeah. of defense. And he was almost like it was a decoy and they he was like a shiny worm in in the stream and every trout came towards him when he handed the ball <laughs> off the whole the whole uh stream just parted away. So it was it was eye opening the and I said this early on that he presents so so much. I mean, he can throw the ball, and if, if yeah. you give him opportunity to get comfortable in there, he he will show you that. You know, obviously, he'll make mistakes as a freshman, but or a sophomore. I'm sorry, but um, uh, I, I I felt very comfortable with him, and uh, but I but what I said on the last podcast almost came true, and I'm sure uh, Fick took note of it. He needs to get the kid more playing time. That should have been the situation where he came into the game ready to go, no, no butterflies, and hit that guy who was wide open. Yeah. But, but it took him a play or two, and, and you know, and, and they didn't they didn't have to throw the ball to, to win the game. Um, but he did drive them downfield, basically, uh, based on his athletic ability in terms of, of uh, them overcoaching, just like we were doing the whole game on, on their quarterback. I thought that was a mistake not to go after him. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, they let they allowed him to get comfortable, which is good for the Bearcats. But just like you said, they sat back and they were so scared of his legs that Chuck just went crazy. I mean, he was getting he started gashing him even more. Where he was getting five and seven earlier, he was getting you know ten more because Prater was in there. So that that was cool to see. And for them to be able to step up the need be. Those linebackers were biting every single face. I mean, he didn't even have the ball. They were running outside. And, and like yep. you said, Chuck was gone, man. And, yeah, he, uh, was, he was rolling. And I, and I, and I hope I hope Luke Fickle really understands that he's got to get this guy some experience. Um, you know, Ben's a tall guy. He's not the biggest guy out there. And uh, – He's, a, you know, he, you're a play away from having this kid as your starter for the next three years. Just one mm-hmm. play away. Yeah. And, uh, he, you know, he has to take advantage of getting this kid um, acclimated to playing on money t- during money time and not just clean up. So, uh, and that's just, that's just, that's just a smart thing to do. But, um, yeah, I had all the confidence in the world that we were going to win the game when he got in the game. I didn't think that, oh, he was going to freak out or something and um you know but it was it was very stressful for her and and, and that's probably it's going to pay dividends for us in the in the future you know for sure so for sure. yeah yeah I so, so um i think that uh you know we got some opportunities coming up to, to get some good playing time but i re- honestly we were talking about you were talking about um you know the rest of the league and and uh all of these teams are tough, man. 
that is one. There's no cupcake in the American. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some teams with uh, a losing record. And yeah. The most talented teams. But every single team is tough. And right now, we got two things going against us in terms of teams wanting to play and, um, and, and give us their all. One is we, obviously, the last couple of years have been the darling of the league and uh, and the nation, um, so-called Power Five, but um, we're leaving. And the same thing that folks over in the Big 12 was doing to Texas and, and Oklahoma, they want to do to us. <laughs> yeah. They want to do right. us. They want to belong, you know, especially SMU, which is coming up. You know, they feel like they should be in the Big 12. This is their backyard. And, um, you know, they got TCU up the road. They got Baylor down the road. Yeah. And they feel like, you know, um, we're leaving them behind to go into their conference. You know, rightfully so. I believe SMU should be the next, you know, one of the next schools if they do expand that come in. Yeah. But uh, So, yeah. Yeah, you know, um, the league is going to be very tough. I don't care who it is and what their record is. In South mm. Florida, if you chose you, yes. they're still South Florida, who always had great players. That's true. That's true. Now I take a step back. You're right, because nobody expected that game to be like that at all. And, uh, I mean, maybe the coaches, who knows, but I know I didn't expect it to be that tight at all. And then, like you said, they, they are going to try to get the Bearcats their best punch because Bearcats are leaving them high and dry. You know, yeah. so it's you know you got Houston, who's been getting lumps all 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 year. Still lost to Memphis. Memphis took their took the foot off the gas. Watch that game; that was crazy. Um, up twenty six seven in the fourth quarter and lose is yeah. is don't make sense. But uh, that and then you got you know UCF. Um, I guess I think they might have lost one, maybe maybe one or two, but. Oh no! But yeah, they're gonna get they're gonna get the best punch from the AAC for sure, man. Yeah. Um, do you think? Um, I know this is like kind of off topic, but I know I've read some stuff that says like SMU. I think the Big Twelve, it's not Big Twelve, but the Pac Twelve is trying to possibly uh, extend the olive branch to the to SMU. I don't know how how much uh, weight is holding, but I know you being down in Dallas. Have you been hearing that a little bit? Uh, I, I did hear that. I don't listen to a lot of the, the, the Dallas radio because uh, I hate the Cowboys, but um, I did hear that on uh, <laughs> on broadcast. So I, I think I, you know I think the SMU is one of those programs that um, used to be blue blood, you know, especially during you know the seventies and eighties, and uh, I think they wherever they go. This market is ridiculous for football. You got these great schools in the, in the region. You got TCU. You got Baylor. You got um, SMU. Um, who else do we have over here? I'm missing one. Uh, Baylor, you know, TCU. What, Texas Tech? Um, Texas Tech. Really That's way out there. That's way um, out there? Okay. I ain't know how this thing close. Yeah. But, yeah, so you basically you got those big, three big schools right here okay and uh, that would fit right in uh with the with the uh the pac-10 as far as uh uh you know te the television audience and you know one of the biggest cities in the country 
in this region. So, uh, yeah, I, I would definitely see that. I, it's just, you know, it's funny. I get I, I get tickled sometimes. And I might, we might have spoke about this, uh, you know, like when everybody was crying about Texas and, and Oklahoma leaving. I'm like, if you just beat their ass and, yeah. you know, send them on their way, nobody cares that Texas. Right now, no one cares that Texas and Oklahoma is not going to be in the Big 12. The Big 12 yeah. right now is the, the third most prolific conference and, and, and maybe number two and, and you know the big 10 has ohio state and that's pretty much it Penn yeah. state is down i mean they got a good record um, yeah. is, is is average i mean not average they're they're uh they're a good team but they're not great yeah. um, you know they haven't played anybody uh so it's like you look at i'll take i'll take tcu up against Everybody in the Big Ten, and I'll take them a touchdown deficit under Ohio State. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'll take – do the same thing in, in the uh, SEC, and they beat, they beat everybody except for Georgia and Alabama. Okay. And uh, Oklahoma State. I mean, Oklahoma State beat everybody in the Big Ten except for Ohio State. That's just, that's just what it is. Yeah. And so, you, so no one's talking about – Texas and Oklahoma, they're not even, um, to me, they're not even the top, one of the top five best schools in that conference now. Yeah, right now. They can't be, they can't be Baylor. They can't be Oklahoma State. Yeah. They, they probably, you know, struggle against State. They can't be Texas Tech because Texas Tech won. So um, all these teams leaving these conferences, they're going to be fine, including the conference, um, the American Conference. They're going to be fine. Uh, they got some good teams coming in, and um, you know, I, uh, people get caught up in names and brands. And, and when you get on the field and you pop somebody in the mouth, it doesn't care if you're a five star or a three star. Trust me, been there, done that. Yeah, you know, get some great teams in college. That's all we play. We we play against the best every year. I, I think out of the four years that I was in college, I think three years we played a national championship and beat the. Um, uh, the previous national championship, my freshman year in Penn State. Yeah. So, and should have beat Miami of Florida my freshman year. And they won. That was the first one they won, but nobody knew how good they were. And we mm. played really, really, really tough at uh, Riverfront Stadium. But, you know, so it's, you know, it's all about, you know, the guys on the field, man. And, and I think that, going back to your question, I think that uh, SMU have, has, one of the greatest uh, recruiting areas in the city of Dallas. They, they've done a great job recruiting inner city schools um, and uh, not necessarily the blue bloods of, of Texas high school football. So they got a lot of good players around here, you know, that are, are, are capable of, of, you know, playing well at, at the next level. So, um, yeah, you know, I can't wait till the Bearcats get down here to be quite honest and start recruiting this area. Yeah. And it's not even so much that they're better than like the cold rains. It's just not as many cold rains and molars and Princeton's and you know um, as they have down here. Just about every, I mean, there's probably for every one high school, there's twenty. So Dang. you got you just got um, more kids to choose from, mm -hmm. and they want to play in front of their parents and they want to play at a happening hot school. And I think since 
Cincinnati is going to do well um, as it relates to recruiting in this area. And if I got anything to do with it, I know a bunch of high school coaches. I'm going to make sure that um, I, I steer them the right way. Hope it's, hope it's not a, a violation. Is it? No. No. She'll be good now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Just give them some. Give them a. Give them a heads up. You know what I mean. That's okay yeah, in Ohio. Just let them know it ain't country. Like you know, they think it's all cornfields and stuff in Ohio. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta let it's them know. Like, yeah. I tease my wife all the time. It is country. Dallas is country as hell. It's a big ass. For real? Oh yeah. You folks mentally are walking around here. Country, but it's cool. It's very, very, <laughs> very pleasant. Very pleasant place to live. Yeah, that's what's up. I know a lot of people that move to Texas, though. Everybody, every time I go down there, I have a good time, so I can't complain. Just, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm taking your cholesterol medicine every day because they, the, the food they eat down here, man, serious, will, will, will kill an elephant, man. If it or smoke, it ain't, it ain't getting ate. That's it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. The, the, the Mexican. Ridiculous, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, so with the with SMU coming up, that's going to be a big game. Like the Bearcats have been dominating SMU home and on, on the road. It's going to be on the road again, possibly ESPN game. It says it's either going to be ESPN or ESPN two. It'll be eleven o'clock tip off. You guys, it's time noon. Us. Like, what do you think, man? Like, uh. Which which you which know, of the Bearcats that have shown up? Which ones do you think has to show up against SMU? That's all I know. They do have some talent. Oh, yeah, you know everybody. Everybody in this league has talent. There's, I mean, I can't. There's no. Just just like Kansas just proved, there are no Kansas in this league. <laughs> Kansas, <laughs> we're not even Kansas anymore. So it is um, crazy. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, you know, you gotta look at. You know, you look at, uh, I, I have the greatest admiration for our receivers. I believe our receiving crew is as good as, um, you know, 98% of, of the colleges that, that, that's okay. playing Division One and, and in the Power Five or whatever you want to call that crap. Um, I think our tight ends uh, as a combination are in the top three uh, set of tight ends. Yeah, you know, I think offensive line is, is adequate. They've done a, a really good job at pass blocking. Yeah, uh, a lot better than, than I would have thought. And um, uh, you know, and so because like like we always joke, you know, Ben's not a very fleet of foot guy. He's not gonna you know, even though he had a couple of nice runs the other day, which I was very happy to see. Yeah. Um, so overall. This is a, a – it reminds me, to go way back, my first year in the Canadian Football League um, with Toronto, uh, the Toronto Argonauts. And, and um, we we didn't know who we were. We knew we had some good players. We didn't know who we were until about the seventh, eighth grand game of the season. And we ended up being we're really one of the best teams – I would say in the history of the organized and going to the Grey Cup, losing and uh, a last second field goal, probably the greatest Grey Cup game that's been acknowledged in the history of the uh, sport. I should have blocked the punt. I mean, the, the field goal, I was right there. Um, but 
it just reminds me that every game is like um, in the life of a person. It's like ten years. You gain ten years of wisdom and and confidence. So um, you know, and I'm looking at each season as a lifetime. You you, you know, your first game, you're you're just better than somebody because you're better. You know, second game, you find out that you maybe you're not as good at this, but you're better at that. And so, at this point, midseason, right about midseason, you're really understanding who you can be. And now it's time to put everything together and 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 be that that machine. And when you look at the team, there's not glaring weaknesses. There's not like where before we're like, oh man, this guy jumps offside. He can't block mm-hmm. pass rusher. You know, yeah. it's that you don't see a glaring weakness where there's a weakness everywhere. You see adequate and 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 um, exception, exception, an excellence. Let me say that. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> exceptional. <laughs> and so you see adequate in some certain spots, and then you got a guy like uh, Ivan Pace who is one of the best linebackers to ever do it at UC and going to be in the NFL. And um, your defensive backs are not, you know, first round draft picks and second round draft picks like we had last year, but they're guys who can grow into that. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, I, I made mention of, um, of Huber, linebacker. He's come a long way. And I, and I hope that, you know, his experience is that, He's watching this kid Ivan Pace sell out every single play. And he's starting to do more of that and causing havoc. And he's Johnny yeah. on the spot, very reliable again, you know, right yeah. now. And it wasn't that. He really, he really, really wasn't the first two games. It was, you know, I was trying to figure out why he was even starting. Uh, but now he's, he is that. And yeah. um, the defensive end, I can't think of his name, Big 95, is it? 95. You got 195, Potter. 97, yeah. 97. 97, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Phillips, yeah. Yeah, he's starting to come out of his cocoon. So, you know, and they're making the plays. They have to play. Like we talked about the ugly game. They made the plays they had to play, had to make mm-hmm. to win that game. And yep. um, that's a certain part of, uh, you know, the, the maturation process that every team doesn't do. Yep. You know, you see a lot of potential, but not a, not a lot of maturation. And gifted players don't have to always mature. They, they always got that gift to get them through this level of football. But guys who don't have that level, it's the effort. And, um, there's, you know, those certain people are peaking and starting to make efforts, and they're becoming the new Sauce Gardner, the new Kobe Bryant's of the world, uh, Samad Jays. And, and so, um, you know, they got to find their way. And, they're, you know, we forget sometimes they're 5-1 and one now. Yeah, and, uh, uh, yeah, they played like crap, and and it's hard. It's hard for me to watch them. I ain't gonna lie. We I've said this every week. <laughs> it's hard for me to sit there and watch it. My wife don't even come in the house. She leave the house when I'm gonna make that song. The dog don't even. The dog tries to get out the house. I'm I'm, I'm doing a lot of saying a lot of wrong words, but yeah, um, yeah. For the people who have to really show up. Number one is offensive line has to limit their penalties. You know, our drives are uh, predicated on, you know, really 
have been predicated on second down passing plays. And, and yeah. we can't you can't survive well off of that because if we don't get three or four yards on first down, you know, we did that in the second half when Prather got in the game. But for the most part, we haven't been whooping tail at the offensive line. Um, they play well, well enough, but yeah. not, you know, they're not pushing anybody around. And they're going to find out when they get in the Big 12 that they're going to have to put some some semen in their pants uh, and start doing that. But, uh, yeah, I think, the, I think the offensive line needs to, to really show up and dominate. I think we need to have a dominating running game where that if it's third and five, we get it. You know, mm. on first down, we run for eight yards like, you know, like we're supposed to, and and give Ben and 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 pray through an opportunity to to really um, exploit the tight ends. We haven't done a lot of play action with them, and yeah. that's because we haven't been super successful. Well, you know, with the run play, so um, we get that going. That's a balance that'll take us to this uh, conference like like a hot knife through butter. Yeah. So, for sure. So man, you know we got, they got a bye week, so it's coming at a good time. Ben got banged up in the last game, head injury. Um, Tyler Scott looks like it might have been a foot or an ankle. Didn't get you know didn't finish you know the game against South Florida. Uh, Javon Hicks was in and out. I mean he finished the game, made a big tackle at the end. Or he got banged up a little bit. I don't think that was nothing too serious. A couple other receivers went down, but he came back as well. So I think overall, this this uh, bye week is probably like in the best spot. And normally I don't say that too much because I mean we're playing good, but we're not like just on fire. So I feel like get people healthy and then just be able to you know recalibrate and clean up some stuff for this tough part of the conference. You know um, I think it's almost a blessing in disguise for them. Almost you know so. Um, Hopefully they can clean some stuff up and then just come out and just look like a new team or just look a little bit cleaner against SMU and just dominate. And especially on the road in front of us, probably going to be a nationally televised game. That would be great to see. So, yeah, man. Um, with that being said, you know, it's pretty light. But I, on, on, on the jokingly side, I know you had to had to get into uh had to let people know your uh, your resume this weekend. <laughs> uh and, and 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 as my good friend now he's my friend. Uh, All right. John Hopkins and, I, and I'm gonna make him and you saw it a little it wasn't yeah. nothing serious. But yeah it wasn't that serious. I, I, I know I, it wasn't I, like I it to him pretty pretty harsh and I did apologize to him but you know I was just they were given a lot of the other commenters were given um Evan pray for pray for pray for a, a hard time and and it was they're trying to divide these two kids and I'm like wait yeah. first of all yeah he overthrew one guy you know and we can really go back and, and focus on a uh, quarterback that overthrew five guys like five touchdowns yeah. really literally all right. yeah and, and and no one is harping on that but anyway long story short you know I did I I went back and I, I said you know I apologize I didn't even call you what I called you which was yeah. I said it was ignorant comments so in fact I was in, in effect I guess I was calling the man ignorant and then he asked me for my he said well what's your resume buddy and I said yeah. well <laughs> you asked and I, and I listed it and uh, 
She was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, my bad. My bad. <laughs> my bad. A little bit of something about UC football and a little bit of something about football. But, yeah, you know, uh, but that's, you know, hopefully I converted him to become a front office news um, podcast fan. And because uh, <laughs> I did send him the link and he, you know, um, uh, he, he took a look at it and, and, and hopefully enjoyed it. And so, uh, but anyway, that stuff happens, man. You know, that's yeah. what it is. You got sometimes you got to check, got to check your code at the door, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Nah. I, it, you know, it's funny though. It's it's funny, little bro. Sometimes I don't even realize what my experience actually is, and I, I definitely don't give myself any credit for it. You know, early on when I was a young man, uh, finishing up football being on UC radio because it wasn't a big thing, you know, yeah. WSAI had the, had the podcast, the broadcast and you know, myself and John arena would go to the studio, you know, buy a six pack of beer afterwards. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes I would sit in for, um, you probably don't, you probably too young for this, but, uh, uh, what's the boy's name? Uh, Art Schleister. Cause Art uh-huh. miss shows and stuff like that. Art Schleister was it. So the part Our of it was our sister had a syndicated, it went syndicated. Yeah, syndicated talk show. He was so knowledgeable about sports, and no wonder why. Yeah. One, it, it, and, and in my later in my career, you know, when I finished my career, I went back and played arena football with the Cincinnati Rockers yeah. for two years. He was our quarterback, and I had played with him in, in the CFL uh, when he got cut by. Uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens, I mean Baltimore Ravens, Baltimore Colts. That's how long ago that was. He came to Canada, and I got traded from Toronto to Ottawa because I wouldn't resign because of next year I signed a contract with the Jets, and oh. you know that wasn't a great career. But um, anyway, long story short, I've uh, been been had been friends with him, and then when he came to uh, the Rockers and Ira Hillary, a bunch of other guys we had kind of uh, left the, the Bengals. We all kind of, you know, were real cool with um, the Montgomery family and decided to sign on and play there. And it was really a lot of fun. But anyway, Art Schleister would, would well, do the... Uh, yeah, he had his own show, the Art Schleister show, and it went national. And he got he got caught writing them checks in red. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was great like, because I mean, uh, Pete Rose would come in town and do a show from from that studio, but periodically I would get a call, or I don't, I don't know if John did at the time. Maybe he did to John Arena because he had just graduated. He'd only been out of school like two, three or four years, and um, and say, "Can you sit in for art? Because he's nowhere to be found or something." So we'd sit in there until somebody with real experience would come in, and it was just you know, it was Dang. funny. But hey, that's that's how far I go back. Dang, I ain't know the art Schleister, though. I, I know that. My pops put me on the art, so dang, I didn't know he was doing radio. That's crazy. Yeah, he was actually very, very good. He had a national, he had it made, man. He he just, I never seen anybody who, yeah, I didn't know, understand anything about gambling. I still don't. I play yeah. scratch off here once in a while. But uh, yeah, that's a little history lesson for you young people. Or Schleister, if you're listening to me in Pinehurst or whatever prison you might be in at this point, how you doing? Because <laughs> hey, he, I think he got a, 
You ever watch American Greed? Huh? You ever watch American Greed? Uh, I have. I've seen it before. I think he got. I think he has a special. I think he got an episode on there. I, I don't feel like I've seen one. Several documentaries that were made about it. Uh, yeah, he probably does. I mean, I think he had one for sure on there. No, he was writing checks to UDF owners, like UDF stores. That's how you know popular he was here with the Cincinnati Rockers. Yeah, for a couple of years. And actually, that's one of my jerseys. I got a bunch of jerseys up there from my past experiences, but that one green, the number thirty-four. I'm I'm, okay. I'm an all-time leading rusher in the Cincinnati Rockers history. First time I've ever been a running back since uh, <laughs> Little League football. And you see a couple other my jerseys up there. Uh, I'm, I can't. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, that's a little, uh, un, you know, less known story that that uh, I can share. And yeah, uh, but yeah, so I just had to like, you know, it's 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 great to really. You know, to to really reflect and and be a part of the press corps um, at certain times with University of Cincinnati. Obviously, weren't writing for the Cincinnati Herald and um, uh, for a few years was great. And and I probably will hopefully try to get back in the saddle next year because uh, the Big Twelve being in my area, and I can get to them and really see it in person. Um, it's pretty hard. It's, you know, sometimes it's hard to write from the TV screen versus our tapes versus being there. But yeah, you know, <laughs> you know how it is, but for sure. It's better. It's definitely better in person. Yeah. So anyway, I had to run that little resume down to, I had to run it, brother. But it's good dude, though. I mean, he, you know, and uh, I think and I'll be fast friends. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Hey, it's, it's something that could have been could have been rough turned out to be a, a good story. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, nowadays, man, and you know, take politics out of it. It, it you know, these these websites can be crazy. And, yeah, for sure. You know, and, and insightful. And uh, I had to take a step back and you know remember that I was the son of a preacher and, and do it. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, cool. Well, I appreciate you, man, for uh, coming on, talking, talking a little Bearcat stuff, giving us a history lesson. We got an Art Schleister dropping this one. That this is a uh, this might be classic right here. Man, I, I gotta been... tell you one day. Speaking of Art Schleister, this is the last one. Speaking of my man, <laughs> how I met Art Schleister. I mean, my first time, the first time I met Art Schleister person i played against him one game and then i got traded from toronto to ottawa and uh he had come up in the middle of the season we had played him the week before and i think i sacked his i think i sacked his ass like four times i was <laughs> i was he didn't know what he was doing just running around playing and they had no business planning and yeah. um so after practice when you get traded up there they fly you straight to that practice. Like I was on my way, I was in the locker room getting ready to get, go to practice. And they were like, uh, you're going to Ottawa. And there was an airport called the Island Airport, right right across, uh, right almost down the street from um, the stadium. Uh, and uh, it's CN, CNN Park then, not, and then the Sky Dome is where we played. But 
So long story short, I, I was on my way to practice and I, practice was at two and I got there at 10 o'clock to get treatment. Well, I was on an airplane at 1130 flying, a little small airplane flying from Toronto to Ottawa to make their practice. And they flew me back uh, uh, the next day. But that night I was staying in the same hotel that Art and his family was staying in. So he was like, man, I'll give you a ride back to the hotel, you know. So I'm thinking we're going straight to the hotel, man. He takes me out to this bar, this adult bar. And I'm like, man, what don't you got a wife and a baby? <laughs> I'm sleepy. Let me go to bed. So I got to fly back and get my car, you know, and everything shipped back up before I come back to practice. So yeah. anyway, long story short, I got to tell you that story one day. All right, Ben, I got I to gotta ask about that one. That's, that sounds like it's legit. Hey, man. Hey, hey, let me tell you something. CFL. Even the NFL back then was, was it was something else, man. It was something else. A lot of fun, a lot of great memories. Um, you know, you just, you know, you don't you, as glitz and glamour as it is right now. It was it was it was far from that. Um, the way they did business back then and treated us as players was really really crazy. But you know, you got a good paycheck, made more money ever made it. You know, you deal with yeah. the good and the bad. For sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I appreciate. It. I'm gonna have to ask more about that one. So we, we're gonna have to get back into that. So, oh man. So that's, that'd be a good note to end it on, man. We we'll ended on, <laughs> we we'll ended on that. Then I, yeah. uh, I'll get you out, and then um, I'm gonna finish up, talk a little hoops. But I appreciate you jumping in, man. Yeah, man. Well, let me ask you this before I leave. Go for it. I don't know. Uh, what's what's the hoop situation looking like? Just give me your, your, elevator, your elevator speech. All right, elevator speech. All right, boom. We'll hit you this way. Um, I think they're going to be a lot better than last year. He, he has them more athletic already. This bar and injury knock on wood, they'll be – they'll look more like a Bearcat team that you're used to seeing. Okay. You, you know what I mean? So a little bit more more aggressive, to score the ball a little bit better. Um We'll be able to play Bearcat defense and won't just be able to – like last year I feel like we got pumped because we just were a little bit too small. I think this year we'll be lengthy like other teams this year. And we just got to play ball, you know, do what we got to do, not play silly. But um, this year I think they have more of a shot to actually get back to the tournament. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I look forward, man, to getting back on the wagon. See, I can't watch – when I see teams and – being miscoached and mismanaged my teams i just can't yeah. i can't watch them you know yeah i grew up a Raiders fan and it's hard for me to watch the Raiders to this day because how Dude. did you watch last night so, so it's like uh so i don't watch the uc basketball a lot because i knew that last coach really wasn't yeah, know, yeah, yeah. he mismanaged he did. now west west gets it man like west gets it he's bringing back the ogs that haven't been back on campus like he he understands the, the culture of like UC's hoops and he's getting those guys back on there. Like, you know, like the Steve Logan's. I mean, just last week, just on Saturday, Huggins was back. Yeah, sorry. No, so you know, the joke, you know, like it's just but he does a good thing, even when the cameras aren't there, he's still doing a good job of making sure those those people that have built the program are still involved. Like he makes right. like you know, the Melvin Levitts and those guys like can come back. Which is how you have to keep a program in. It helps even the kids see that. You know what I mean? They're not turning their back on those kids, on, on those men. So 
I think that's super smart, and he gets it. So um, I think they'll be fine. I just think um, injuries will be key, and just them gelling. How fast can they gel will be the key. But I think just how they look already, just the length and everything, what they have, they, they definitely have a chance to be pretty solid. And then he's, I mean, he's got a good recruiting class coming, solid recruiting class he's building as well. So I, I think he's doing the right thing to, you know, get UC back to where people are used to UC being on the hoop side for sure. Yeah, awesome. Well, hey, yep. man, I know it's uh, late and we both got jobs to attend in the morning. Yeah, for sure. 45 minutes in, that's about about right. Yeah. Uh, we look forward to a week off of no hair pulling and, you know, I can, I'm can. i definitely playing golf Saturday. I, got, I ain't got to worry about watching any particular game. I'm not really excited about any other game. Um, and then, yeah, and then the week after that, they're going to be in my town. So I'll be at the game, hopefully. Okay, you going? Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. Let me know in what capacity you're rolling. So. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm rolling. I'm trying to roll with, you know, what, what we spoke about and, Okay, let me. All right. Okay, we we'll work it out. As soon as they give me, I'll uh, I'll shoot somebody. I'll shoot somebody a message, and we'll see. We'll see what we gotta do. Okay. Yep. That ain't no thing. All right, bro. All, all right, right, man. Much love to you, young brother. And uh, same, same. Are you Bearcat? Are you Bearcat faithful? Um, we shoot this over the the Bearcat brother line. We've been uh, chopping up really hard, and you know all the ex football players, great ones out there. Alex Gordon's or Reggie Taylor's and, and so on and so forth. And uh, um, we'll, we'll send this out to you. Shout out to you. Shout out to to my, my new friend, um, uh, uh, John Hopkins. My man, John. <laughs> on, on, Bearcat, on, Bear, on the Bearcat page. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely going to um, copy you on the link and uh, – Give us your feedback, honest feedback, and all that good stuff. Cool, cool, yeah. Shout out to the, the Bearcat OGs. Appreciate y'all checking us out. I'm JT Smith, man. I'm going to go ahead and sign it on out. All right, y'all.